Welcome to Life at 18, a podcast that talks about everything and nothing all at once with our added male and female perspective. Welcome to episode three of Life at Number 18. I'm very, very happy to say that today we've got our first guest on who is Matt Billing. Say hi, Matt. Hello. How are you? <laughs> Good, thank you. How, How are you doing? doing? How are you keeping? Yeah, well, yeah, keeping busy. Keeping, yeah. Maintain. Matt also likes to be known as the uh, Cider Wizard. The cider, cider wizard. wizard. Cider wizard. <laughs> cider wizard. We've got the yeah. cider wizard on today. Um, <laughs> fantastic. <laughs> Love that. <laughs> Episode three. Cider wizard. Yeah. So, like, you're doing all right. What's it? What's um? What's the weather like down there at the moment? Because it's 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 snow globe weather, as Lorna calls it up here at the moment. Uh, we had a bit, but it's all gone really, apart from the hills. Um, it's still really cold. Like, it gets, super cold. I imagine it must be really cold down there. It's snow globe yeah. weather here right now. It's like yeah, it's, chocolate down It's the like snow. someone's done this to Oswald Street. There's <laughs> <laughs> well, quite a few people that want to do that to Oswald Street. But... Oh yeah, I know. Just go fucking Oswald Street. But um, no, it's um, it snowed quite nicely. We had like a good layer, and it all just disappeared. But yeah, it's not too bad. A lot of ice. Yeah, it's just really cold. We're I'm right down on the south coast, so um, the like ambient temperature is like one or zero degrees, but the wind's got a chill of like minus seven at the moment. Brilliant. So yeah, and the easterly winds on the on the coast are not very much fun. So um, yeah, I haven't been doing my um usual like going up on the south downs or anything at the moment because um freezes your ears it's a little bit much <laughs> just like yeah no amount of hat is stopping that um it's become yeah. like that game of thrones bloody uh meme where it's like winter is coming and he's got like, icicles on his face winter yeah, has definitely arrived winter's, <laughs> winter's not even coming it's here like it's here yeah. right now coming to game of thrones but fuck me it's cold <laughs> <laughs> people probably don't people might not know who you are matt so cider wizards Probably not. No. Can we just can we have a little bit of an intro? Like what, what you do, who you are, how you got here. Hi, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my name's um, Matt. I make cider. <laughs> I make I make cider, yeah. Um I started my company Ascension Cider um about four years ago. Um started production in May twenty seventeen. Sold our first ciders, I guess, in May. Um launching in Sussex and London. And then since then we've um Try to take over the country and progressively the world. So um, it's kind of what we're going to do today, Pinky. What we do every day, <laughs> pretty much. Yeah. Um, so it's actually this time last year I was down in Italy, um, having driven to Rimini um, over twenty-four hours on my own, um, <laughs> and I attended a um, a big expo called Beer and Food Attraction, um, nice. which was a lot of fun. Uh, with our distributors, could see all down there. Uh, okay. who hopefully, you'll meet when they come over here sometime. Um, and then when we go down to Italy, they want to come flying with us as well. Yes. Yeah, so of course you're in the ballooning world. You've got a Lindstrand cap on for those that can't see at the moment, who are obviously yeah. in the ballooning world. <laughs> Matt's like, don't tell people this. You're like, shh, shh, shh. There's no favoritism. There's no favoritism. But you, you no of favoritism course, anymore. Um, like we all kind of met through the whole ballooning thing, really, didn't you? You got to know Lorna, and then obviously I live with Lorna, so you, we kind of got to know each other as well. So friends, friends, yeah. So that, the the Oslo Street. What was the first one called? The balloon <clears throat> festival. festival, and then it's it's now. Which a, maybe. <laughs> this is funny because obviously 
So um, I know Matt through my old job and apparently he came to our first Osprey Balloon called Balloon Festival then in 2016. The, the Ironworks, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> and um, Tally was volunteering that weekend. First time um, crewing, yeah. <clears throat> first time ever crewing. That was good. <laughs> and here's me saying, well, I thought I met Matt at Telford, which was like a year later, like six, seven months later. And he's like, no, no. Yeah. We, I said hello to you at Osprey and I was like, no, you didn't. To be honest. Had to go back through event pictures. <laughs> and I was like, oh, shit, yeah. You had a stressful year that year. I remember. Crying. Many, many, many. There, was, there was lots of stress. <laughs> but, um, we're on to better things now. We're on to COVID. So, you know, yeah, yeah. you don't have to plan these events anymore. I was just a faceless PUT at the time. That's why. I, was, <laughs> I wasn't looking to buy anything. So I was just off of Lindstrand's radar 100% at that point. <laughs> And then as soon as you were like, yes, I want to start buying stuff, you were like, hello. <laughs> oh, hi there, you're a pilot. You're brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> All business, love it. <clears throat> so, yeah, so we've got, obviously, we do events that Matt always comes to. We also uh, have gone to Italy and done other different ballooning events. And yeah. our number 18 is very much a fan of Ascension Cider. Yes, although I can't drink it anymore, which sucks. You can't drink it anymore. I can't drink it. it I, I, Matt's face is like, it, I, I love it. It's a shame because I go to one of our locals, which is like my one of my favourite pubs in the town. Uh, Baileyhead. The Baileyhead. Baileyhead. <laughs> name um, and I, I can't really, I love it, but I've got into this cycle where I order it, I drink it, I get home and I'm really ill. And Basically, Matt, he's become a massive pussy and he can't drink anything, anything. that isn't a white spirit. I, literally, it's like I can drink vodka and white rum. And I almost ruined white rum on our first weekend of lockdown, to be honest. 2.0. Uh, yeah, 2.0. I drank way too much. That was gin pong. That was horrific. I've never seen so much sick anywhere in my life. But it yeah. Was, so. <laughs> That's like, ooh, it was honestly, it was horrendous. Wouldn't recommend you it. Train yourself better, Tally. You need to get it back <sighs> into the realm of being able to handle your liquor. I know. I just find the fact that Matt said to me once, he's like, I might do dry January. And I was like, you literally drink alcohol as your day job. You have to test the yeah. cider. I was yeah. like, so it's physically impossible. <laughs> you just need a plus one. Just like, what's this like? They're like, yeah, it's sound. Oh, brilliant. <laughs> yeah. Well, I never let anything leave the cidery that I haven't signed off on Personally. as tasting really good. That's good. Um, yeah. yeah, there's a, there's only really me in the company. Uh, we've got a new salesperson called Sarah, who used to be the manager of my favourite pub in Brighton. Oh, right. Or one of my many favourite pubs in Brighton. Oh, um, well, yeah, no favourite. <laughs> careful, yeah. careful. Yeah, got to be careful there, but... Um, yeah, so she's come board as my salesperson now, and then my dad is my business partner who mainly handles financials because yeah. um, I'm a cider boy. I don't really know what money. I'm a cider boy, so yeah, I don't give a it. fuck about money. I just want cider. <laughs> I just like making cider. I just like making cider, like selling cider, like packaging cider, like well, drinking cider. Didn't you actually start out? Didn't you start out by kind of making cider, and your friends tried it? They kind of liked it, and it kind of went from there. Was that kind of how it started, or? Yeah, so it all started with just making it at home and then um, it scaled up. So um, I was, uh, I started a different company before this one um, called Seasider. Um, we built that up quite big in the space of about two and a half years. And then they went in one direction, I went in the other. So started Ascension. And then, um, yeah, from there, I just kind of took my core values and beliefs and my mantra to it all into ascension really um so yeah we yeah we're almost well we're 100 natural 
cidery up until about six months ago. So we only use wild juice and um, we only ever use fresh breast apple juice. Is um, it because I know you've, you've been doing cans? Is it since that you've started doing the cans that that's changed? No, so um, everything that's going into cans is still wild fermented, um, uh -huh. still packaged in the same way. We don't use sulfite, but we use pasteurization. So we use heat to kill off bacteria instead yeah. of chemicals um, or you know, non natural aids. Um, non natural. And then, yeah, nice. <laughs> non natural assistance, yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, and then we've always done wild fermentation and then. Um, about six months ago, I spoke to some people at Lullamond who are really big, um, very popular, very good wine, beer, ale, yeast manufacturer. Um, and yeah, speaking to them, I was looking to put together something that was outside of what I'd been doing. So getting hold of some cultured yeast, but still wanted it to be weird and funky. So um, we got some Norwegian farmhouse yeast strain um, called Voskfike. Which is yeah, pretty pretty mad. Um, they sent me a bag for free. Left them free bag, um, okay. and then yeah, chucked it in some russet juice. And um, yeah, four months later, we had Norwegian farmhouse yeast fermented cider for the first time. Really didn't know what to expect because it hadn't been done before. So um, I was very very happy with the um outcome. Yeah. And um, yeah, we're gonna look at what other yeasts we can use that haven't been used in cider before. So, awesome. um, so you're, you're, you are actually pushing the boundaries of when it comes to cider. Oh, excuse uh, me, yeah, in, in my own way. Oh, cup, cup. <laughs> what was taking ascension to different levels, really? Is that, is that what we're doing? Continuously ascending. You're ascend currently ascending, yeah. Continuously, It's all yeah, about the ascent, not the descent. Yeah, love it. <laughs> so have you, what have you been what have you been doing like to try and get through your lockdown then have, have you carried on much the same with the cider or has that been you know has that been influenced i suppose or what's no i mean lockdown's given us much more time um unfortunately like 90 percent of my customers shut because um pubs oh, yeah, are only allowed to do alcohol delivery not take out yeah or... there's no takeouts which is and you can't just go to a you can't just rock up to a pub and get some of your favorite beer or cider um in like a you know plastic bottle that you it, could it's strange I, I find that very strange because surely that's just what a supermarket is essentially yeah basically and yeah. i went to a very popular supermarket this morning and it was an absolute nightmare um didn't feel safe at all no. and while the pubs were open during lockdown, I did drink in them and they were probably the safest place I felt. Met yeah. at the door, yeah. sign in, you got the test and, you know, the test and track I think, and trace I think app. Hospitality <laughs> have really been on it over this, over, you know, this pandemic. I, I was in hospitality whilst the pandemic was ongoing. And I, I feel like as a whole, the hospitality industry had been trying to do everything they could really with it, you know, the government didn't really give amazing guidelines and it wasn't very clear and it was all just a bit murky it was just sort of like yeah 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 so well I, i've been con continuously gobsmacked and impressed by the ingenuity and the determined to fight by by friends in like the independent hospitality industry because this is their life you know yeah. they've been building their business <laughs> up for this long you know most most publicans live above the Hub that they own so it's not just their business it's also their home that they're a threat of losing live and breathe it essentially 
yeah and just how they've continuously had to adapt and like innovate and mobilize their ideas it's been amazing to see you know when they put up screens between tables they've had to reduce the amount of people that can come in they've had to put together booking systems and yeah. all this other, yeah. you know you know uh keeping two meters it's not very easy when you're trying to hand someone a drink or take no, it's, it's, so, it's difficult isn't it really tough yeah oh, they've oh, been oh. implementing all these ideas so it's just been amazing how they've like come up come along and then we get to another lockdown and all of these safety precautions and it's just been thrown away so yeah. all this money that's been spent on it it's it's a real great shame and, i don't um, yeah. yeah i don't know I where the, like the industry's been victimized quite a bit or yeah um, sad, not sad, victimized, really. but being painted as the bad guy when there are other things that you're possibly not allowed to say in government, like schools having caused such massive outbreaks. Well, yeah, and I, think, I think universities looking at it, universities were a big spread, mm. right? Personally, think because you know if you look at the hotspots um, and kind of when people were going back to university, if you look at the hospitals and who was hospitalised, the area they're in, it was the hospitals surrounding the universities that had a massive surge of cases, which sort of suggests that perhaps sending uni students back to university and then bringing them back home. And, you know, that was not a great idea because it, you, when, once you're, you know, 18, you're an adult, you're, you're COVID's not going to go, oh, you're, you're 18, you know, so you're 21, you're bloody safe. I can't touch you. It doesn't work like that. So. No. And most uni students remember like fresher flu. That's oh, always been God, a big yeah. thing. Like oh, everyone gets yeah. back together. They yeah. meet up, they go to class, and for three weeks, you're just like... It's like the plague, isn't it? It's, it's like the campus yeah. plague is unleashed. If you've ever had <laughs> exactly. freshers' flu, I've been there. Freshers' flu is a thing. It's not a myth. It's absolutely bloody disgusting, and everyone gets it. And then you all spread it around your halls and everything, and it's like, ugh. See, I just pickled myself with that much bloody Glenn's vodka that I don't think anything could ever make me poorly. Oh, like Glenn's <laughs> will get me through it. If you can survive Glenn's vodka, you can survive Fresh's flu. No. <laughs> yeah, literally. It's like, you yeah. may lose your sight, but at least you pickled yourself to preserve it. It's <laughs> like, yeah, it's moonshine, basically. Just keep going. Um, there were wonderful days, though, when you realised that the maths lessons did actually pay off because you could get annihilated for, like, 12 quid. <laughs> like careful planning and careful budgeting and you go you, in you can clock you, and you start to learn how to buy alcohol at that point funny funny you mentioned alcohol when you were at university what did you gravitate towards that was cheap because personally i ended up on a lambrini which is for anyone that's never tried Lambrini, it's fucking, it's like the scum of wine. It's like, And this it's... is why we say that you're a pussy at drinking, oh. because your drink of choice is Lambrini. No, no, but I went, it was three, bo three bottles for £5, which was an absolute bargain for pre-drinking. So I, <laughs> I'd drink like six bottles of whatever I could get inside my body. And then the probably... Lambrini is basically like a, a WKD. No, 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 no. It's, it's like a weak wine. It's it's vile, but it got and the job Lambrini done. Lambrini is Perry. It's fermented, well, it's what they advertise as fermented pear juice. Um, yeah yeah and it's quite devastating because it's like seven and a half percent and doesn't taste like it no <laughs> um and it's got a lot of um oh xylitol which makes you have to poo because it's uh <laughs> that <laughs> explains it so if you were drinking like three liters of fucking perry then oh man your toilet must have been a graveyard 
<laughs> to be honest, it, it, oh, it, 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 it tends to be the mouth that, it, like, it, I would, it would be the mouth. I'd always, I was sick all the time. I was, university, I was just, I, have you ever heard, you know, the Chunder Dragon? I actually managed to perform that really well one morning. And on all other five, I remember, all other five housemates were like, they could hear me and they're like, Tally, are you okay? And there's me going, flapping my arms doing the Chunder Dragon in my toilet. It was brilliant. <laughs> I felt, you know, when you just like, I have to do this at least once in my life, and now is the time whilst I'm being violently sick into my little ensuite toilet. Chunder Dragon. Complete. Are you proud? I am proud. I wouldn't be proud of that. I've, as a little tick in my life kind of achievements, <clears throat> did the Chunder Dragon. I think your, your bucket list and my bucket list look very, very different. And my bucket list say. is literally like the bucket, bucket list, literally <laughs> like a bucket. You know what I mean? Yeah. 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 Um, <clears throat> so, besides, obviously, ballooning um and making cider every day you're a bit of a foodie matt that you always seem to forget when we go to balloon meets or when we're hung over everyone else cooks and you're like oh yeah i can cook so recently matt let slip at the last oswestry balloon carnival that he uh used to be a chef actually so he's got got culinary skills that he um did not make aware to everybody (laughs) and whilst Going on the Italy trips, uh, business trips to um, Italy. Lorna, I think, was. Italy by six I, times I, if, if I just keep saying Italy, I might <laughs> potentially teleport there. You know, it's fine. I might go there, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> and out of this snow. But yeah, you were doing a lot of the cooking, weren't you, Lorna? And I do any balloon me. When, when we were working, going away, it was always me being basically the housewife and then, yeah, letting it slip like the last day of the event or like two or three of the lads, Matt being included, being like, oh yeah, we can cook. Oh, I can do this. This is my favourite meal. And I'm like, you fucking what? Ball <laughs> <laughs> well, well, and chain I in the kitchen. Want to get in your way, Classic stereotype. <laughs> well, I, I cooked a, 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 what did I cook? There was lots of garlic. Carbonara. A carbonara with the most garlic you could ever imagine. I, we, we literally came in, I took one mouthful and went, what? I felt really bad for your friend, Hannah, who hates garlic, who I uh, may have accidentally spiked. I made some marmalade toast for her and I, made it on the board that I cut the garlic and she was like this tastes like garlic I was like no it doesn't stop being silly it does not taste like I took a bite I was like oh god no what have I done um so I've been feeding her it's what you do Tally is when you have a girl coming around and he's cooking dinner Matt and he'll still put a whole bulb in I'm like "Mm, really I love garlic see I love garlic so I'm sort of I'm just kind of putting you through your paces if you can't deal with the garlic you can't deal with me I 100% cannot deal with you then that's like you're not my type of guy sorry you're not my type i'm sorry the worst part was it was we came back and it's like the sunday of obc which is always absolute carnage on the sunday night so you need to get some decent food in you and you were and like oh i'm gonna with this like half burnt half raw garlic carbonara kind of going on and gee oh my god it, if you've ever had you know like delicious roasted garlic this was like the opposite spectrum to that. It was, was still like hot. The, and... you, we, we opened a door, didn't we, after doing tanks? Open the door and I was like, oh my God, I'm so excited for Cabanara because we're going to be getting on it tonight, getting on the wine. And literally opened the door and was basically slapped in the face by garlic. And I thought, oh shit. Like, <laughs> oh shit. Yeah. It was not good. <laughs> it was it was intense. It was really intense. Um <laughs> Like, like all I can really say about it. It was. How, what can I say? I like my carbonara like I like myself. Intense. Um, <laughs> no, but it, I was just hazing out any possible vampires that weekend, you know. 
no ways of yeah know. well i don't think they would have come round. <laughs> <laughs> matt up with food what is one of your weirdest combinations what's something that you like like that is wrong <laughs> but you still like it like tally's is garlic we know this along with many other things tally's got basically like a pregnant woman all the time with his cravings am i hmm I don't really have anything that's completely like wild. Um, I did try Marmite and peanut butter the other day. Ooh, what's oh, um, no. what, what was your thought? I tried that before. What What did you think? The peanut butter was too stodgy to like deal with the Marmite. Oh, okay. <laughs> but, okay. Yeah, oh, I didn't no. really get on with it. But then um, I'm pretty sure I've had Marmite peanut butter in the past, and that's been okay. So that, someone else has done it. That sounds that's wrong. It's like pre- Yeah, because you get the pre-blended jars now. That's yeah. got like Marmite um, peanut butter in. Marmite chocolate was brilliant. That was really good. I think, what was that? Um, Marmite and chocolate. I think anything oh, with chocolate no. can work, to be honest. Marmite's a yeah, nice thing. actually made like a Marmite chocolate bar. Um, so that was really nice. Interesting. Yeah, I, I, I'm not really, I don't really like stray from the classics that much. No? You're not adventurous when it comes to, when it comes to uh, combinations? Uh, I think adventurous might be slightly outside but i don't go weird i try not to weird okay. you like to go for solid good food though whenever we've whenever yeah, we've gone I away like <clears throat> on trips food. anywhere it's always been like right we always have to we always have like especially like exactly when we go to italy you go to like the buffet for three or four nights in a row and then like one night we used to all go away all of us go out and we're like right we're gonna go for a proper meal to a nice restaurant spend mm. a lot of money and enjoy it <laughs> so yeah. what about like a like I don't know, ice cream and fries and things like that. Have you tried? You know, you know, like oh, you're, put you McDonald's don't, fries yes, and milkshake. Yes. Oh, or like no. or the ice cream. Do, are, you, are you not a fan of that? No, not really. Oh. I mean, if you if you pay attention to the basic tenets of food, which is like you know, salt, sweet, fat, crispiness, like and some umami, it's all it's all good. Like I, I have recently jumped on board this hype train of crispy chili and oil. Um, after seeing it on Twitter, and you can add that shit to anything, and it makes it so much better. It's like fried shallots, garlic, and red chilies, but like fried till they're super crispy, and then they're packaged in the oil they're cooked in. Okay. It's like spicy. Uh, I think there's soybean in there, or red bean, or something like that. Okay, so it's probably. Oh my god, good. you can put that on anything. So like putting that on eggs is just it's ice cream. Revolution. They do say you can put it on ice cream. Wow. That's one of the things, yeah. Wow. If you can put it on ice cream, you can put a, put it on anything as a general rule of thumb, I feel. Pretty much. It's like two quid for a jar, and everyone should have one in their cupboard. It's so good. We might have to go check this out now. Mm. We might have to check this I'll out. Try that out. So yeah. I, I put a little, a little thing up on Instagram just to get a couple of ideas of weird food combos that people enjoy or like or... yeah because we mentioned in the last episode the whole twitter craze where people are putting beans, beans. beans on weetabix yeah that's that's wrong that's yeah, a, that's using that's, weetabix that's like toast wrong. that's a shootable offense yeah. i think <clears throat> um just like... put bread in a toaster why are you putting it on weetabix i don't know don't put ruin the bits the... yeah butter the bread put the beans on the bread <laughs> trying to find the next best thing you know what if it was really that good they probably would have figured it out by now you think some stoned like 20 year old hasn't put beans on wheat of and then gone that's amazing and then woken up the next one and go what the fuck did i eat last night 
that's where it came from. People trying to outweird each other and trying uh... to be like, oh well, you know, I'm so counterculture. I don't eat toast anymore. However, if you put it on Weetabix, it's like, amazing. It's like toast is so overrated. Bread goes off. Just buy Weetabix. They never fucking go off. No, because like I made of compressed trend. sawdust. Like, <laughs> it's basically cardboard. <laughs> have you ever taken a bite out of just a raw Weetabix? Oh, it's I say yes, raw it's as in not having milk on it. It's horrendous. And it's just automatically, like... every echelon of moisture in your mouth is completely removed. And what you're left with is a gob full of dust. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I, that's that's well put. It is eating. It's like eating so plasterboard almost. Keep that in your mind. Have you now add. Uh, Sorry, it's just like eating plasterboard. Have like, I eaten plasterboard? I can neither confirm nor deny <laughs> if I have eaten plasterboard. Oh mate, try it with beans. I bet it'll be <laughs> you won't tell the difference. But just imagine that dry, barren wasteland desert of what you've had when you've just eaten. A Weetabix dry, and now add Heinz baked beans to that. Does it improve your opinion of the situation? Probably doesn't. No, because no. you can't eat beans. Oh no, 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 no. no. It dims my light bulb. It <laughs> dims my light bulb. No likey, yeah. no lighty. No likey. Yeah. <laughs> no. Oh dear. I um, oh dear. But yeah, a couple of the a couple of weird ones we've had sent in. So I've not tried any of these actually. So we've got. Rich tea biscuits dunked in orange squash. Now, I will own up, as a small child, I used to like rich tea biscuits and Vimto. That was my thing. Ghetto. Orange squash, I don't, I don't think would work, to be honest. Oh, yeah, because Vimto is much better. <laughs> as a four-year-old, a three-year-old in playgroup, it worked. We had our little Vimto, had my rich tea biscuits, dunked them, ate them, loved it. Now, probably what not. I haven't of, tried. What kind of playgroup did you go to? One it was Welsh, Matt. It was Welsh. You know. <laughs> yeah, Master's face said, said it fucking all. Makes sense. <laughs> Welsh, eh? <laughs> See, Tally takes a piss because I like cheddar cheese and strawberry jam sandwiches. Oh, I just don't like it. My sister likes these. I think it's wrong. It's so only like if you have brie, brie, bleh, brie and cranberry. I don't like brie. I'm all cranberry. So, you know, apparently, get this, cheese and jam is okay, but my sister said it's too far when it's cheese and marmalade. Apparently that's unacceptable. Marmalade's a different beast though, isn't it? You've yeah, got like bitterness cool. from the peel. So here's a weird thing. I went to Belgium um, a couple of years ago and we went to this little, like really old school classic bar called Le Mortsabit. Um, And we went in there and we had... We ordered some cheese, which came with toast. I also came with jam, and this has been like a thing between our like our beer circle because me and um, my like beer mates went to Belgium and we went for this like tour of Brussels. We went to this place, drink very nice beer, and yeah, they brought out cheese uh, with strawberry jam, what? and yeah. um, and toast. But yes. we don't know. We ate the cheese with the jam. We're like, oh, this is amazing. This is so weird. But we don't know if they were just actually properly taking the piss. And just <laughs> some jam. We're like, I wonder if these fucking idiots will realise <laughs> that cheese they're and eating jam, jam and cheese. So they've just so, gone, watch, watch. I bet you they fucking eat it. Watch, watch. Yeah. Brits they're probably like, their high-fiving cultures. each other in the back. You know, just look at these idiots eating like aged Tudor and cheat and 
jam. Frozen in my absolute element with cheese and jam. <laughs> I don't know. What, what, what do people think? Cheese and jam, is that a no-go or is that an okay? Like, I personally don't really like it, but that's... Cheese and jam, all the way. But that's me. Um, another one we've got. Now, this one, to me, is a, a little bit obscene. Chocolate spread and quaver sandwich. No. No. <laughs> no. That's, that was out, my... of, out of ten, Matt, that's a solid... No. That's a solid no. <laughs> no, that's a solid, that's solid get out. <laughs> Quavers have that weird kind of very um, synthetic, yeah, synthetic kind of cheese. familiar cheese flavor. Yeah, yeah, that they are. Weird, and mixing that with chocolate, that's just not on. That like chocolate with a dusting so of cheese. Yeah, no, no, I, I, I'm with you there. I think that one's weird. Um, yeah, the next one is is equally weird. I'm not going to lie. Sliced apple okay. and Mars bar sandwich. A sliced apple and Mars bar sandwich. No, I would try. I would try that. You would try that. I'd try that. It's a lot of effort to go through to get these three elements together, though, isn't it? The Mars bar, bread, you've got to take the apple, slice it. Obviously, slice the Mars bar. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I don't know. Maybe you just stick it on hold and you go, "Fuck it, I'm just gonna." On you go. So here's here's a weird one. My my granddad, he will eat. Uh, from the bakery, he'll get a sausage roll and then he'll put that in like a bap, like a crusty bap with butter and chutney I, and then eat that. I do weird shit like that too. I actually quite like mashed potato sandwiches oh, with, like, yeah. with like ketchup. I've had a mashed potato baguette in my time. Um, I won't <laughs> with gravy. really tell you too much of my state I was in when I had it, but <laughs> it was amazing. And I had it with brown sauce. Oh, oh no! That would work. That would work. Yeah. Get out. HP yeah. sauce and my goodness, yeah. I it has Rate to be it. good mash though. It has to be good mash. It's got to be good mash. Yeah, but it's kind of like a chip proper butter, French but mash, like a which mash. is equal parts potato and butter. Moving on yeah. with food, what okay. would be if you were like death row, desert island, whatever it is people call it now? What would be well, your two last very meal different and places, drink. Lorna. Am I going oh. on death row, fearing for my life? You're on death row, on a desert island. People call it different things. Some people don't so, like calling so it death row. It's Some people like to call it... it. You're about to have your head lopped off by the Queen's executioner, and they go, you've got one more meal. What's it going to be? What do you so say? you've got starter, main, pudding, and your drinks of choice. Ooh. Go. Ooh. Oh, my God. Um, <laughs> well, this has been thrown at me. Um, I think my starter would be... Like mozzarella and decent tomatoes with really good olive oil. So like a bit of an Italian kind of starter. Yeah, with some basil leaves. Yeah, that would be the starter, I think. The main course, God. Yeah, that's a really difficult one. Probably my grandmother's lasagna. Ooh, lasagna. That's a solid choice. Lasagna's very hearty, isn't it? Like, yeah. My grandmother's lasagna um, with like a decent Caesar salad on the side. If I could go back, I would eat. I would eat that. Um, and then dessert. I mean, I don't particularly go for desserts, but probably cheesecake. That's like my number one thing. Again, it would probably be, it would probably have to be my grandmother's, and um, she makes an amazing cheesecake with cherries. So um, I'd go for that nice. personally. Ooh, sounds really good. That's like very Italian yeah. slash. It's kind of like an Italian vibe, but it's got a bit of like a Amer- like a American Italian kind of like New York Italian vibe at the end of the yeah. cheesecake. <laughs> I like it. I like it. Yeah, if I don't I want you to so, drink. If I wasn't though, so man, emotionally cause... attached, oh, drink. Um, I, I I I would have Van der Albert, which is a natural red wine um, that my 
friend Tom at Bottle and Jug Department, who's one of our stockists, and um, he's proper hot on his um, on his natural wine. So Van Albert, um, I have to figure out where the where the where the vineyards from, but mm. it's like a wild fermented red wine, and it's just amazing. It's the best wine I've ever it had. Bangs. Um, and yeah, I would be drinking that merrily till the point of execution. I think. <laughs> We've not uh, finished off with, with a nightcap, Matt. Because uh, you are a whiskey, whiskey fan as well. Stiff whiskey, just like, right, yeah. we're off. Um, whiskey, yeah. Either Macri Moor from Aaron, um, which oh. is their peated blend, or um, Laguvelin Light 16 is really solid. Or um, Are you looking at your drink shelf yeah. as you're like talking to us? Like, you're like, just going to no. look at my drinks cabinet and what I've got on the... No, the Mac, the Macri Moor is actually here. Um, is... Oh, right next to you. That's not even on the cabinet. That's that's basically. Yeah. I've got a cup of tea, and you've got a bloody whiskey. Yeah. Um. There's also well, there's lots of little bits. There's a, a mini Aaron Ten there. Um, nice. From about that's travel ago. size. It is. Yeah. Um. This was actually the first bottling they did. Um. But they did small bottles. So, and my um stepmom's mum is. She lived on the Isle of Arran, so um, Arran has a special little place in my heart. So, um, yeah, and the whiskey from there is really good. Brings a warm um, burn to the heart. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> Especially <laughs> the Macri Moor. That was. I know, I know, I know. I, know. Uh, <laughs> I am the ultimate cheese. I love it's like around Valentine's Day. You're like, oh yeah, warm beat to the heart. No, no. <laughs> oh yeah, it's Valentine's Day tomorrow, isn't it? I think well, like, we should talk about that. Um, Valentine's is, yeah. Day. No, we're I not hate talking Valentine's Day. You hate it. Yeah. Why? Why? Why do you hate Valentine's Day? Because I, the way I see it, is if you appreciate someone, you appreciate someone all year round. So what Lorna's saying is, it should be 365 days of Valentine's Day or fucking none at all. It's yeah, pretty it much a Hallmark point. holiday, isn't it? It was kind of, I don't know where it came from or what the history behind it is, but it does feel like some bullshit that was made up to design, to sell I cards. I feel like the... Especially because the Welsh Valentine's Day is the 25th of Jan, so it's a completely different day. All right, boy, steady on now. <laughs> whereas you're a massive romantic, whereas I'm not. Yeah, I'm a bit of a soppy so-and-so. I do like Valentine's Day. I'm normally single on Valentine's Day, but I still like it. Yes. You write poems, you get flowers, you're really romantic. And then there's me that's like, nah. <laughs> so I feel Matt has a similar take on Valentine's Day to me. If he's turned around and said it's like a bad holiday. Yeah, I mean, Valentine's Day, I, I understand. Like, I do think it's overhyped. Um, I do quite like the idea that um, I quite like the romantic side of it. I don't like the whole spending lots of money like you're obligated to. I think that's a load of shit, to be honest. Uh, I quite like the, the small romantic gestures, though, but I do agree. should be all, all, all around the year. Mm. 365 days of intense poems and... Mm. No, no, no. <laughs> Matt hated your Valentine's talk that much that he's gone. <laughs> you were too soppy for him. Oh, I do have to tone it down a little bit, don't I? Yeah. Even men don't want you. Hello. Yeah. So as I was saying, Matt, um, our, our Zoom has cut out, so we've had to we've <laughs> had to go we've had to go old school. So obviously, when the pubs are back open and we're free again, and you can venture back into a pub environment, which is like your heaven, what is going to yeah. be your go-to order? What's the first thing you're ordering? Uh, some something on car because I've been drinking a lot. 
something I wouldn't have been able to have for a long time. So anything that's just on hand or somewhere, that would be my go-to. Probably not a carling then. No, no. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think I've had carling since I was seventeen. It's a bit. So, I think. I think carling's a little bit like swearing in the beer world and the you know the, the lager world, isn't it? Really, it's. Well, they've all got their place. Just most of them aren't anywhere near me. So. <laughs> That's, that's fair enough, I like to be that. honest. <laughs> yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong, like, you know, some, some what you call commercial lagers take me back to um, times at festivals and things. So, like, Two Borg's always got a really special place for me because it's what I drank at my first big festival when I went to download. Nice. Um, which was great. Nice. Yeah, I suppose they have kind of a... Yeah, they, 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 you know, they, nostalgia to there's them. nostalgia to them, but you know, you, you smell them and you just think, God, what was I thinking? Frosty Jacks, Frosty Jacks, White Lightning, you know, anything like that. Lambrini, oh, yeah. you know. I know most of those quite well. <laughs> Glenn's vodka, kind of look at that in the same way. Oh, I've got some of that downstairs, haven't I? No, I think I white rum is what put me off. White rum. Yeah, that's good value. White rum. Um, it annihilated me, and um, I haven't been able to drink white rum since. Damn. <laughs> no mojito for you. <laughs> no, even like when someone, for some ungodly reason, gives me something with Malibu in it, I can taste white rum and it makes me feel quite sick. Oh, I don't know. The, yeah, coconut, the, the fake coconut taste. Malibu is a no, it actually. Yeah, I don't yeah. Malibu and pineapple juice was my go-to drink. That's disgusting. It's not as bad as a bloody... What do they have? Um, Malibu and milk, the young farmers have here. Have you ever had that, Matt? A Malibu and milk? Disgusting. No, that sounds absolutely fucked. Going to Gibson's on a, on a night out, Malibu and milk, please. I think there's something wrong with people around here sometimes. Well, you're only just realising. Yeah, I think there's, this bo- there's the border life, isn't it? They're like, ah, best of both worlds. We'll have a bit of that and a bit of that. It's like, please don't. Please don't do that. <laughs> I, can't, I can't imagine any young farmer from around here having Malibu and Coke. Malibu and milk. Malibu and milk. You're like, I'm going to shoot you if you don't leave. <laughs> and you yeah, get the bloody banana sambuca, right? Oh, banana sambuca. Wow, okay. Yeah, I don't know. That was my go-to at the bell. A banana sambuca. Before we went out, yeah, Becca used to pour me a banana sambuca. Oh, taste it for weeks. Why would, you, why would you do that? Why would you do that? Utterly <laughs> but then you know then there's me that just drinks four bottles of wine and then it just goes down south anyway so I think it's just one of those isn't it you just get on it <laughs> and, and well, the- definitely lends itself to heavy drinking like I can't remember a time when I've gone to Wazzle Street and haven't ended up very very drunk <laughs> at least you haven't done a scorpion <laughs> no no I haven't managed to um, kick myself in the back of the head somehow yet so yeah, Lorna has, though, hasn't she? She managed to kick herself in the back of the head on a night out while slipping yeah, over. Um, she was just very enthusiastic to get to the next bar, I think. I think um, the, the fact that the bouncers actually let her in after, <laughs> you know, having watched this display of air aerobics. I mean, everyone thought I'd died. <laughs> no, it's the fact I just got myself up, brushed myself down, typical O Town girl, and was like, should we get on the uh, Jaeger bombs then? <laughs> Everybody just looking at you, thinking, "What the fuck?" <laughs> I just remember going in. Uh, was it balls we went into? Yeah. Or vault, one of the two. 
And um, they had a sign that just said one pound Jager bombs. So I just put like 20 quid on the counter and said Jager bombs. Volts, volts, <laughs> volts Jaegers. Yeah. It's not real Jager though. It's some sort of cheap knockoff, but it does the job. Yeah, it's pretty that kind of Messerschmitt stuff, which is not as alcoholic, but still tastes like Jägermeister. It still gets your shit faced. <laughs> yes. Yeah, it was. Um, but then she, the whoever it was serving me said, "I can't do you twenty Jager bombs, love." And I just said, "Well, I'll have nineteen Jager bombs and a pint of Guinness, then, please." <laughs> <laughs> nineteen Jager bombs and a pint of Guinness. Right, fine, and then there it was. So. <laughs> I love that. I can't do you twenty. What about nineteen a pint? Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> yeah, I think she was just willing to get rid of me at that point. Yeah. <laughs> that's also street logic. It was so nice to speak with you, Matt. Well, we're gonna wrap it up here now. It's yeah. good to speak to you. It's been ages since we've seen you. It's Hopefully, been, it's been a long time. Once lockdown's yeah, over, can... you can come back to another. We can number eighteen party. You can come and get annihilated again. Well, normally, with my kind of generic wanderlust when it comes to uh, ballooning, I'd have been all over the place. Um, but last year, yeah, it just went nowhere. Went to Telford, and that was about it. It was uh, pretty miserable from March onwards. So, um, Hopefully yeah. we can actually go out a bit more bit more ballooning, get, get ourselves into the Bailey head again. Oh, that's a dream. <laughs> <laughs> So like, where do you drive five hours for, baby head? Johnny Monk. <laughs> Johnny Monk, that's where I drive five hours for. And his banter. Where on earth is a Johnny Monk? Oh, have you not met Johnny yet? Johnny's, no. the, well, oh. jo- Johnny's the main bar... I suppose you only speak to Duncan, but the Johnny's the main barman behind the baby head, and he's just brilliant. He's the, oh, um, yeah. the ginger Johnny. northern oh, soul chap. Why do you yeah, so, you're so controversial? Nobody likes Norman Soul and his ginger. Lovely guy. He some amazing uh, cocktails. Yes, he does do an amazing yes. cocktail. He was from um, Sheffield originally, I believe. Okay. Yeah, I've not had one of his cocktails yet. I've always just stuck to beer and um, whiskey in the baby head. John, Johnny, Johnny, Johnny has been known to slip me a few absents when I wasn't ready for them. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> all, all in good fun, though. All in, yeah. Absence is good fun. Um, if you... Drink it well. I say responsibly. I definitely didn't. But um, it's a very weird drunk captain. Your your brain knows exactly what you're doing, but your body just doesn't give a fuck. (laughs) 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 That's how I can really describe my absence experience, which is when I know where I'm going, I know where I want to go, but for some reason my legs don't want to do it. They're like no, 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 nothing. You're like no, no, sorry, we're we're uh, we're not doing that tonight. But uh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, that's what <sighs> the boy found old absence. <laughs> Hello, absence, my old friend. Oh. <laughs> I, I think we'll wrap it up there anyway. Um, Lovely to speak to you, my dear. Thank you for coming on as well, Matt. Thank you for coming on. We really, it's nice to talk to you, and we do appreciate it. You've been our first guest. Yeah, you're our your yeah. very first guest. Well, I feel very privileged. You should do. <laughs> <laughs> oh, brilliant. But no, stay safe, my dear. Yeah, you too. And yeah, as soon as um, monastery wreckage can happen, I'm sure I'll be up there pretty quickly. Fantastic. Re- reunite at number 18. Number 18. <laughs> strikes again. <laughs> brilliant. Brilliant. Speak to you soon.
So we're going to wrap the episode up there. Um, that was Matt. Um, as you probably heard, we had some internet problems, so we had to switch from um, kind of internet video call to mobile. So yeah, the audio might be a little bit up and down. As with COVID, we have recorded this externally. Yeah. So apologies if the sound isn't as good as the last couple of episodes. Uh, but no, really nice to speak with Matt. So good. It's so sad that we can't really see anybody. It's kind of nice with this podcast that we can phone up our, our, our close friends and kind of be like check in with them and also entertain you all yeah we can just our... we can kind of ask them weird questions that you probably wouldn't ask your friend normally just be like so uh this is you doing it <laughs> oh to be honest these are the sort of questions i do ask people on the reg i know people come around and What's they get your horoscope say today be amusing yeah i'm are you amused that's the question are you amused <laughs> anyway we're gonna wrap it up there thank you for listening this has been life at number 18 with tally and lorna whoop, whoop. Whoop, whoop. Uh, that's episode three and you can get us as always on instagram or if you know us personally you know where to get all of us but you can get us reach out to us on instagram at life underscore Eight. oh my god i got me wrong at, at, life at life underscore at underscore 18 doing well on i today um, yeah, and we will see you next week. Have a wonderful week, and we'll catch you in the next episode.